We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Derek and Cody with you as always. And guys, we wanted to kind of break this issue down a little bit more. We've been talking as Colts fans over the last, basically the last few weeks here, talking about what's the issues going on with this Indianapolis Colts football team right now. And I think most people assume the same three answers for the majority of it. But I think some people are either trying to look past certain things or trying to make it seem like one thing's more important than the other. But we kind of just wanted to talk about it real quick. And we wanted to talk about this Colts offensive line just a little bit more because, I mean, Cody, we've been seeing it. You and I saw it on grand display Thursday night of just how bad this offensive line still is even after the last second changes that they made during the week where they were practicing with certain guys at certain different positions. You had about three different uh, roster moves made during that game. Actually, it was four if you count the Ryan Kelly situation where he got hurt. Uh, First off, yeah, your opinion on this offensive line, and do you think if the Colts are able to make – some kind of change here with personnel or even with a potential coaching change with the offensive line coaches and whatnot. Do you think that would be the answer to a lot of this team's problems? At this point, I don't know what, how to fix this. You know, it's, it's, I mean, dumpster fire is the word that comes to mind, right? It's a horrendous, like, and it it seems like the Colts don't have an answer right at this point. And I'll just say this, Matt Pryor cannot see the field again as a starter. I mean, you talk about bad. He was next level bad at right tackle. Um, he was consistently getting beat like all the time. Um, and it was a major, major issue. Um, I do think if you could figure out that right side of the offensive line, um, I'll feel a little bit better about how I felt about it, you know, in the past and stuff. Because, you know, Bernard Ryman at left tackle, I get it. He wasn't great. He had a lot of holding penalties, which, you know, whether or not you think they're legit. Whatever. They were still penalties. They still hurt your football team. But uh, I just feel like he needs to be the starter long-term at left tackle this season. You don't need to touch that. You know, Don't destroy the rookie's confidence. Just let him go out there and learn um, at this point. And 
You know, right tackle is the biggest thing that the Colts need to figure out, whether that's moving Braden Smith back out to right tackle and maybe putting, you know, I don't know, like Will Fries over there at right guard or something. I don't know if the issue is going to be solved this year, Derek, but I do think you can make it slightly worse, slightly less worse, if that makes sense. Um, because, yeah, it's pretty bad. And, and the bad thing is a lot of these guys that you're paying a ton of money to haven't really been playing up to their contracts, right? You think Braden Smith, which I actually thought when he played guard, I know there was some miscommunication because it wasn't very much a last-minute change, but I do feel like he played pretty well in terms of pass protection pretty much all night. Um, so I'm encouraged by that. You know, Maybe that's something the Colts like, and they, they just keep him there, and they try to figure out right tackle moving forward. Um, but whatever the situation is, it just can't be the combination it was on Thursday night because it was bad before. It was worse on Thursday night, which is crazy to say because it was, you know, bottom tier before. And it was even like a level beyond that in terms of bad. So I think there are things that you can do potentially. And who knows, maybe the Colts do look to to find another competent offensive lineman at the guard position or whatever, you know, and they move Braden Smith back outside. I don't know. There's a lot of combinations they could try. Um, but I guess I'm encouraged because they're trying things. But at the end of the day, you got to figure this out because Matt Ryan's already been hit so many times this year. He's already been sacked so many times this year. And you can even see it, Derek. Like there was on Thursday night, I remember a play specifically where the pressure, Matt Ryan was feeling the pressure. He didn't get hit, but he he thought he was going to get hit because that's, that's what's been happening all year, right? And so he throws a bad ball or he throws it away where he could have made a play if he had confidence that an offensive line could hold up. They just haven't so far. So I think at this point, I'm ra- I'd rather play some of these young guys as opposed to a guy like Matt Pryor and just let them figure it out because you can't do much worse, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other changes that could be coming. But yeah, I do agree with you on the stance of Matt Pryor. And I think everyone has kind of had that same scenario at this point. Matt Pryor should not be starting. you know. And I think there's a lot of people that are saying he should not be playing at all at this point. But um, but the difference is the reason why I wouldn't go that far is because we saw last year where he came in in a role situation where he had to play where Braden Smith was hurt and he came in and did well in just a, a backup role, not taking on the full responsibility of a starting role. And I think that was better suited for him. I mean, we see this all the time, right, where guys are – you know, guys who are like career backups because they never excel as a starter for a whole season, but they some they excel in the moments when they know their gameplay is very limited and their job is not going to uh, be there when the next guy comes back. So they really come in and do a fantastic job filling in. And that was something Matt Pryor did. But right now, I mean, the, the experiment of Matt Pryor being a starter on this offensive line has failed. It is Bad, bad. I mean, he was already bad at left tackle uh, and then got moved from left tackle. And you thought, oh, okay, well, if we move him to right tackle, then, you know, at the end of the day, you thought, oh, okay, well, maybe he could be better there. And sure enough, he had the worst day of any offensive lineman this season of any offensive lineman. So it went to show you that he is not ready to take over this starting role. And there are only two quarterbacks that have been sacked as many times as Matt Ryan has. One of them being Matt Ryan, and the other one is Matt Stafford. 
ironically enough, Matt Stafford has been sacked the same number of times through five weeks as Matt Ryan is. And we're seeing the decline of the uh, Rams offense, right? We're seeing them not being able to put up the numbers they used to because their offensive line is not as good as it once was. Matt Stafford doesn't have the time to throw the football. Sure, he finds Cooper Cup every once in a while, but that's their entire offense. They can't run the ball consistently. They can't get it to any other receiver, it seems like, other than Cooper Cup on a few drag routes every once in a while. It feels like it's the same thing for Indianapolis, right? Where, you know, we can't run the football and Matt Ryan has no time to throw the football down the field, right? Now, of course, this is not excluding Matt Ryan of of blame. Obviously, Matt Ryan, what he's been doing with the turnovers, that has to change. But then again, when you look at it, Cody, from the perspective of just how bad the Indianapolis Colts offensive line has been, and it's translating because you're seeing it in other teams too. You're seeing it with the Bengals. Joe Burrow's been sacked 18 times this year. You're seeing it with the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson's been sacked 16 times this year. You know, you get guys that are all being sacked at a very high percentage, and their offenses just change, and their offenses are incapable of doing things when we saw some really good offenses last year, again the the Bengals and the uh, and the Rams, they were in the Super Bowl last year, despite the fact that the Bengals' offensive line wasn't as good. It's still not good now, but they were able to do some things because they were able to open things up because the offensive lines got better at the end of the year. But like for Indy, it was kind of the same way, right? Like even Carson Wentz was not getting blitzed and pressured the same way that Matt Ryan is right now from last season. So it really is hard to offensively do things when your offensive line is playing this poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, like the thing that we thought might be an issue this season, right? wide receiver tied in, the weapons that Matt Ryan would have, they have not been the issue. You know, they have not been the issue at all. When Matt Ryan has had time, he's found Alec Pierce. He's found Michael Pittman. He's found, you know, Paris Campbell. He's found Ashton Doolin. He's found Jelani Woods. He's found Kylan, you know, all these guys, Moali Cox, all these guys that are here. It's like that hasn't been the issue. The issue has been he just doesn't have the time to find him half the time because he's under pressure, escaping, losing the football. And, you know, the call, it's so frustrating because, you know, there's like the Colts will have drives where their offensive line actually protects a little bit and they go right down the field. And then it's just one play where Matt Pryor gets beat and then that blows up the entire drive, you know, or whoever gets beat. And it just completely changes that drive where if your offensive line was halfway competent this year. I think you might be a three, four win football team, Derek. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, that's how ridiculously bad this offensive line has been. Right. And I think about like even that Kansas City game, even though the Colts won that game, right? If they were to be be able to protect Matt Ryan better, the Colts probably would have blown out the Chiefs in that game with how good their defense was playing. Right. And even the Denver game, the Colts, if they had any sort of competence at the offensive line position and Matt Ryan plays better, I mean, that's not even a close game. Like their defense, their defense has kept them in special teams. They've kept them in games. The offense has been slacking in the biggest reason. Has not been surprisingly the wide receivers or tight ends, but it has been just the horrendous protection out there. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to 
uh, how the Colts are playing. I mean, even some of the guys, I think what's most disturbing about all this is the fact that, you know, this offensive line, it has some really good players on it. And we talked, we hinted about it kind of last week as well, talking about this group. And when, you know, you look at guys like Quentin Nelson, uh, Ryan Kelly, and Braden Smith, you know, all three of those guys have been let downs this year. And it's really, it really sucks because Quentin Nelson, I mean, he was a top 30 player in this league and the second best offensive lineman by most people's standards. And he hasn't looked the same. Ryan Kelly's to the point where everyone wants him benched. Like, I mean, it's crazy to think about. I don't know what's going on with him specifically, but he he's just not all there. He's just not all there. He looks like a complete shell of himself. Like you have the point where there people are saying Danny Pinter needs to start at center for him now. Uh, and that's maybe a move that we could consider. And then, like you said, Braden Smith, he, he actually played relatively decently a right guard. But then again, we don't have a, a right tackle right now that can fill that role. Uh, other than Braden Smith, and Braden Smith hasn't looked very great this year either. So very disappointing from some of these guys. But when it comes to the rest of the decisions made, we've made it clear we do not want Matt Pryor on this offensive line starting. So what does that mean for you for the right tackle and left tackle specifically in regards to what do you think this Colts offensive line needs to look like going forward? What's going on, everybody? Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also check out different sign up codes and promotions that are going on on the website to make sure you're getting the best deal possible on your sports bets. Some of the key features they include are handicapping, you get live play by play updates, you get live scores and bet tracking as well player statistics, key game statistics when you make these picks. You also get projected game day weather. Basically everything you need to make sure you're making the most informed bets as possible. Including that, you also have a bet tracker which allows you to keep records of all your games and your betting activities so you won't miss a thing. Guys, be sure to go check out oddstrader.com slash bluewire and check out oddstrader today, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right. So here's what I would like to see. And I get it. You probably won't. This probably won't happen necessarily all the way. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to Ryman at left tackle, Nelson at guard, Pinter at center. You try to get something for Ryan Kelly because you talked about it. Like he is just awful. Like, and you're paying him that much money. You might as well try to get something out of him before his contract expires or whatever. Um, and then right guard, I'd probably stay Will Fries. And then just because you don't have anybody at right tackle, I'd probably move Braden back there right now. And maybe during the offseason, you think about, okay, maybe Braden's better at the inside, we feel like. But as it stands right now, you have nobody else that can play competent right tackle outside of Braden Smith. So that's probably the combination I'm looking at. How realistically, probably Kelly will be the starting center um, and Danny Pinter will be the primary backup at center. But, you know, if I'm choosing, that's the I think that's the lineup that's played the best out of anything. And, you know, also the lineup that I think has the most potential um, because I talked about Ryman. I think he's only going to get better. You know, he has to only get better at this point. Um, he didn't have a great. He was OK, but I feel like 
this he he's a really good player. Like we've talked about it. We were surprised when he fell all the way to the third round. We feel like he has a lot of talent, and the Colts obviously do too. Um, so I'd rather just have him go in there trial by fire, knowing he's not going to be perfect, but it's going to go a long way for his development. And you see sometimes with these rookie guys that just kind of get thrown in the fire. Sometimes they get better, right? They get better. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then, yeah, I mean, I think Pinter right now, I think he played really well, actually, all things considered coming in for Kelly. So yeah, I mean, I'd rather have him right now as a younger player um, who's clearly a lot better at center than he is at guard. You know, why not just go with the young players that are on those rookie or second or third-year deals that aren't really expensive right now? I wouldn't be opposed to that because then it allows you to do more things next offseason to address some other positions. Maybe you go back and address offensive line somewhere else. I don't know. But that's kind of, I think, how in the immediate it probably has to look. What do you think? What are your thoughts on it? I'm pretty much at the same boat as you. Uh, Ryman needs to be at that left tackle position going forward. Obviously, first big, like, you're starting, your your time to shine. It's a really tough assignment for him, right? Going up yeah. against Bradley Chubb and Baron Browning, who were, you know, putting stunts on them all night long, right? And th- the holding penalties got really tough early on. Now, I will say this, the... He got called for holding four times in that game. I'll be completely honest. Thought two of those holdings were very, very iffy. But at the end of the day, needless to say, still had his butt handed to him in the beginning. But then everyone was looking back at the film and saying, okay, he, he looks like he's he started to dial in a little bit. Looked like he kind of settled in a little bit better. Now, obviously, I I think that's true because at the end of the game, we just saw all the pressure coming from the right side, not the left side. So maybe yeah. that is the truth. Um, and then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then when we're talking about the center position, I think it is time that Danny Pinter gets uh, the start at center. I think that when you look at it from a run blocking perspective, run blocking Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson, they have a very special connection. They do a fantastic job of double teaming and getting to the second level. That's why the Colts love running the ball up the middle so dang much, because when those two get their blocks moving, there's a hole there every time that they move it, but you're not seeing the same production come out of Ryan Kelly in the pass blocking perspective. While he has only given up one sack this year, the number of pressures that he has given up by simply not blocking people is very, very concerning when you look at the film from everything. I mean, I just have to point back to the Chiefs game. The Chiefs game, how many times he let somebody shoot his gap and just didn't block anybody? I mean, that's concerning. He's become a liability in that in that argument, and you can't get any worse. I understand you're paying him that money, but... I mean, like you said, try to trade him because at this point you need to find something that's going to be better for your center position. And I think we all agree, Danny Pinter, if he's going to start anywhere, needs to be center. It needs to be center. It seems to be the only spot where he shines in and at that spot because he's, in my opinion, he's uh, not strong enough to be a guard and he's just not quick enough or uh, powerful enough to take on edge rushers. I think having the center position is great because he can pick up those blitzes coming across the middle. He's a very good communicator. I think he would do well with whatever your right guard situation and then with Quentin Nelson on the other side. I think he does a good job with that. 
Now, on the right side of the offensive line, I would think Braden Smith should be right tackle, and then Will Fry should be your right guard going forward. Now, what do you think of the idea of Braden Smith staying at right guard and then having Dennis Kelly be your right tackle going forward? I'm all down for it. You know, whatever works at this point. You know, I'm just, (laughs) it's just like, how does he look, you know, at right tackle? I mean, he can't probably be much worse than Matt Pryor. Whatever the combination is that works, I'm good with that. You know, I just think it makes more sense because Braden has been better, you know, because he's played right tackle pretty much his entire career. So it is like changing two positions right there in a row, you know. But, yeah, I mean, if he continues to play well at guard and pass pro and Dennis Kelly comes out there and and offers you competence at right tackle, I would be fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I definitely think that could happen. Now, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with the right tackle uh, position going forward. Do they move Braden Smith back or do they go with the Dennis Kelly route? But all in all, guys, I think that's really it when it comes to us explaining what we would do with the offensive line. I think most people are in agreement with that on how that should go. But all in all, again, it depends on what the Colts feel is necessary. Yeah, one more point I wanted to make on Bernard Ryman. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, that has to be crazy for him. Like, I don't know how like soon uh, the Colts allow, like, let these guys know, hey, this is going to be the combination tonight. But it seems like a lot of people were caught off by surprise. So that tells me maybe they made that decision like that day. Um, but, you know, you think about what Ryman did. I know he wasn't great, but primetime game against one of the better pass rushers in the league. Yeah, he struggled, but... I was honestly encouraged given the circumstances kind of what it kind of gave me similar vibes in some ways to like when Braden Smith kind of got forced out there in that Patriots game on, I think it was a primetime game as well. Whenever like injuries happened, he he basically was forced to go out there and play right tackle and he did a good job, you know? And so it kind of gave me similar vibes to that. You know, it's just like, well, you know, the Colts decided to make a move here and, you know, it's kind of like good luck, Rook. And I thought he did a decent job, all things considered. So uh, I want to see more of him. I think he'll only get better with time, and I'm encouraged by that. Yep. So really, guys, I mean, we're not discrediting. Uh, we're not going to shift blame away from Matt Ryan and the coaching and things of that nature. This was just simply pointing out the facts of this offensive line and what we would maybe potentially do to change it. But nevertheless, this Colts offensive line definitely needs to get its stuff in order. Things need to change one way or the other, but we will see what they do going in throughout this week. And we'll see if, you know, we'll find out by Friday or Saturday, maybe even won't even find out until Sunday when the team gets out on the field who is going to end up being where because the Colts are probably going to do that to make sure that teams don't have a chance to game plan against them, especially now because you got the Jaguars coming into town again and we saw what their their defensive ends did to us last uh, time that they came to town. So we're going to see what happens, but that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts on the offensive line and what changes you guys would make. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.